The JLab JBuds line has something for everyone. Are you a JBuds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact, they fit on your keychain, they are perfect for on the go, and they come in really cute colors. Or are you going to do the JBuds Air Sport, which has a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always got to be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com. To find your kind of tech. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girlbomb. Girlbomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girlbomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self-care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you. And treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I'm Nikki Glazer. I'm in St. Louis. Brian Frangi is in Los Angeles again. You're back yeah. home? Back Finally after back. the holiday? Oh and then are you gosh. going out again for the holiday back there? I'm going to Chicago for Christmas to Allie's uh, oh, parents. Oh, that makes yeah, sense. The old right. switch. The old switcheroo. Yeah. Someone had a tweet that like said something about Thanksgiving and Christmas being so close together is fucking insane for yeah. how we have to see these people that close <laughs> together. So I forget whose tweet it was. It was someone. Last year, I just went back home for, <laughs> for a full month. I went just back yeah. the whole time. And you know. yeah, that makes sense. Why not just stay? It's Christmas is here. And it, Thanksgiving was yesterday. Christmas time not is really, here. One of the best Christmas songs of all time. I really like Christmas time, but we'll get into that in a second. Noah is here from Arizona. Hey, Noah. Hi. Hi. And we have a special guest today, um, a really good friend of mine who I don't get to hang out with as nearly as much as I would want to. I feel like if we were in the same city, we'd be mm-hmm. getting... We'd be like, I don't know. Whenever I would run into you, it just is like so easy to hang out with you. So it was an instant yes when I heard that um, you wanted to come on the pod and like uh, talk about your new special coming up. It's Carmen Lynn. Yes. Yay. Thank Hooray. you. Greetings from Astoria. Greetings. Oh my God. Yeah. What, what stop on the, are you the, the NQ? Last, the, the last uh, on the end. Me too. I was Dittmar's. Yes, yeah. you were aware. What street? You can fall asleep. 36th and Dittmar's. You could fall asleep on that train <laughs> and not worry about missing your stop. Someone will wake you up. It'll just hit it. And yeah. it sucks because the stop before stops for like 10 minutes. Do you ever notice that? It's like, oh, yeah. why can't you stop at the end? Yes. Yeah. Mm. I loved that stop. I loved t- Taverna Kiklades. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And there was a Starbucks <laughs> that I frequented many times. There's a CVS that's oh, enjoyable. Love that I li- CVS. I loved that. I like that train. By the way, the NQ is like clean. I like those blue seats. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's probably my favorite train. There's it's still pretty clean. Yeah, there's a... It's still... Oh no, that's the or that's the previous stop, the Staples. Oh, yeah, it's the oh, Staples. Sorry. Yes. 
But Love Nikki, that staples. you would die now. There's there. They just opened up Burlington. They're putting in a Target. There's an IHOP. Wow. It looks like a mall now. It's <gasps> crazy. Wow. They're not messing around. It was already like up and coming, but they've just fucking committed to like that's uh, there's tons of people at that at the end there yeah and now a target i would always get scared to go to targets in new york city because it just seems like it would just be so picked over so run down yeah so chaotic but i love mm. a target so much and i my i always say that if you get out of a target without spending 80 dollars, you spent no money at target <laughs> like if it's under 80 dollars, it's zero money spent yeah but 80 is what like you have to at least spend 80 at a target. that's where i feel like oh my god i spent less than 80 this so is like, easy. Yeah. I just won money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I, um, I you don't love even have to go into the city now to go shopping. Like if you need something, there's also a TJ yeah. Maxx too. Oh, yeah. Burlington mm. and TJ Maxx. I mean, and cause mm. Burlington, they're more than great coats. I've heard that now they, they do more. It's like TJ Maxx pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Or Nordstrom Rack. It's, I mean, they're all pretty much the same. They're just. You feel like you're bargain hunting. You yeah. feel like you like are kind of thrifting in a way because it's so much different stuff and you can find good things because some of the sale racks are really disheveled. So there is a, an element to it that makes you feel like you're like combing for good deals, like searching through a landfill, which you pretty much are <laughs> searching through a future landfill. Um, but it not that like the kind of the appeal of the Nordstrom rack or the TJ Maxx or the Burlington or the um, raw stress for less is that there is a thrifting element to it. Oh, totally. And I love that you called it Ross Stress for Less and not just Ross. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's like, I don't go there. It's such an LA. Th I don't totally. know. I guess someone called it RDFL. RDFL. Someone was calling it this summer. Mm. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, those places. And then thrifting just makes your hands feel dirty. So I, that's where I thrifting, my hands feel musty at the end of it, going through so much wrecks. And then your hands hurt. You get like cardio from it. Um, and then going to a department store or a place that just has a couple clothes. Like if we're talking like a Nordstrom that is not like you're not digging, you're not, you don't feel like you've struck gold when you find something good. Well, it's so it's cheap. just laid out for you. It's so cheap that it feels good to go through it. Like I don't like going yeah. to the expensive places. Like if I have to go to a, somewhere pricey, I'd rather just do that um, Stitch Fix. Do you ever do Stitch Fix? I did it a couple oh. times, like in 2013, where they kind of pick out outfits for you. Yeah, and then if you don't like them, you just shove them into a bag and send them back. I had it's success so nice. with it when I did it. I don't know yeah. why I haven't done it again, because I did wear those things for a really long time. That's so nice, too, because shopping is exhausting. And hell, how often do you open your closet even after a, like you recently think you spent a lot of money on clothes and you go, I have nothing to wear. It's like, it's... It's yeah, it is. Shopping is hell. And Noah, we've talked about how you're like, I don't know how to dress like a woman my age. And I realized like no. we don't, don't need to. I was realizing like the way the how old you are is how old. And I know people have said this before. This isn't novel, but it's really like how old you feel like I, I talk about um, we were I think we talked about it on the podcast or maybe it wasn't about some woman had a brain injury that like a, a like a steel rod went through her brain and damaged a part of her brain that gave her short-term memory. And mm. so she would restart it constantly and she instantly became an ultra marathon runner because she couldn't, she always thought she had just started the marathon. So if you always think you just start something, your body can go way longer 
So oh, much of so much of your mental or your physical fatigue is based on the fact that you know I've been running 20 miles. I have five to go. My body's falling <laughs> apart. But if yeah. you were to have a brain that just, even with your same amount of effort you put in, have a brain that thinks you just started running, you will have more stamina. So I mm. think that applies to aging too. Like if you dress and act young and like actually feel like you're young, you'll you'll kind of look it. Like you'll pos- possess that. I've seen some old folks dressed young and they look silly. It's, I think like they're not really, they're not owning it then. Yeah. But they're sometimes it, it looks much. weird. It looks weird to see like a 70 year old woman at like forever 21. You know, yeah, it's like it is. Too much. Dolly Parton even, you were just like, oh honey, that's not comfortable. But it, or what that, about like it, a 59 year old man with a baseball cap, sandals, and like a V-neck who has like children. I just feel like when I see a guy like that, I'm like, man, you are, you're in the wrong decade here. Yeah. I mean, some people are holding on to, I'll, I'll dress like, like that, the FYI. wardrobe that Not they sandals. had. Yeah. They're holding on to the wardrobe that they had when they had the most clothes and they're the most comfortable. And it, it was like, they felt I'm the best about that. themselves. I'm not trying to disparage them. I'm just saying it does look silly, but you have to be okay with that. But I am going to disparage yeah. any man who wears sandals at any time for any reason, even the beach. Never. Really? A man should never wear sandals. Never. I don't care how pretty your toes are. I don't mind flip-flops oh, on a guy. That's really? disgusting. No, that's Repulsive. okay, but at the beach. But not like, at, do you ever go, like when you're on stage, Nikki, and you look down in the front, oh, the yeah. guy, they're wearing flip-flops. Those, yeah. Why are they it's always in the so, front? And they put, they put, they their, put their feet, feet on the stage Ew. all the yeah. fucking time. It's a control thing. Like, oh, I can It is a control that. thing. Yeah. The, uh, this guy the other day, he like had a... He said some line that was actually kind of helpful. It was like a good tag or something. And I go, I'll allow you to keep your fucking foot on my stage. I was like, you've earned that that entitled stance that you already had before you even said that nice thing. But um, yeah, there, there's always, it's rarely a woman putting her foot up on the stage. I gotta Never. say. They talk. Women Never. talk. They'll be like, eh, like to each yeah, other. Yeah, women are so chatty. Yeah. yeah. And to you, last night I had some chatter boxes just... Mm. Um, trying to help or just I think they were just jazzed about part like they were just like yes girl like which is a oh, nice thing but worst. I think I happy hecklers yeah but they it, it was distracting but they didn't know they were just and then it ended up being funny because I talked to them but um and I, I think I insulted one of them because they were both like I was like oh look at these young look at this young girl and then they were both kind of together and um and the other one piped up and said something like we're young. And I go, not you. <laughs> I go, I was talking to her and she felt so bad. She was older than the other girl. And I, I was like, I wasn't looking at you. I'm sorry. I wasn't not saying you look bad, but, um, the proportion yeah. of men who put their foot on the stage to women is the same as the proportion of men to women in the lineup. In a line, like in a, in, in the, the show and the, the show. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Possibly. Yeah. yeah that was yeah. a lot of math. I had to think about that one for a second. Sorry, I did a proportion. Carmen. As a female comic, and this sounds like I'm starting out as a joke, but like I'm actually commenting on the question that we get a lot about being female comics. Um, Are we? My answer is always like, (laughs) yeah, exactly. My answer is always, I just, I never like thought of myself. I only recently thought of myself as like I'm a female comic, Mm. and this, and I guess recently meaning the past seven years, but I always just was like. I guess I was living under the assumption that everyone viewed me the same that they view male comics. Like I didn't even think of anything different about it until people made it a thing. And then I was like, Oh, I guess it's this special thing. And I flipped it into being like, Oh, it's nice because there's less of us. So you stand out more. And like, there's good things about less women doing it, even though I think that's bad overall. 
Um, and also it's special because all my favorite comics are mainly female comics. And so I'm like, oh, I'm in a category of the ones I like the most. But uh, what do you do with that question? I mean, I don't think about it either. I don't know if it's like yeah. being in New York and that you're just surrounded by so many comics, but I don't think about it until someone brings it up. And now, it's, especially, it's not even a thing. There's so many female comics. That Truly. It, it just feels like after COVID, like, yeah. there's a million more comics and a, a, a million funnier people. And a lot of them are women. Yes. So I don't even yes. think about it. Yeah, it's a good point. I Do you ever... Th I was having, a, like, a little bit of an existential uh, moment this weekend with Emil Joaquin, my opener this weekend. We were, like, talking about, like, do you ever think about, like you have to like go on stage and like all these people are staring at you and like you're up there and you have to like talk for an hour and like entertain them and how fucking weird it is. And I was like, he said something about that. And I go, Emil, I never let that in. Like I exactly. know that beginning of that yeah. thought. Yeah. I don't fuck. And this is the difference. I think this is the difference between people oh. who look at comedians and go, I could never do that. And comedians. And I'm not saying it's for every comedian. I don't even, I talked about Fargo last week and how I don't think about that mass man with the hammer. Like I just put him not out of my, he go, he shows up in my mind and I go, I'm not letting you in because if I let you in, I'm not sleeping tonight. So the same thing with thinking about how I'm on stage talking and everyone is just like wrapped with attention, quiet, staring at me. If I let that in too much, I will implode. That's insane. <laughs> Who the fuck would ever do that? No, because once you start thinking that way, you can't no. get it out of your head. Like if I put no. if I put a sweater on and then I'm like, what if I sweat on stage? I'm like, forget it. Cause now I'm gonna think about sweating. <laughs> yep. Like the second you realize you forgot deodorant, yeah. you start dr dr being drenched in it. It's all mental. But I think it is interesting because I think so many people watch comedians and go, Wow, I could never do that. That all those people are watching you. Like that's what you get told by people who, you know, your friends and family who go, I can't believe you can do it. All those people staring at you. And you go, actually, I don't know how I do it either because that's fucking ter It's not that I'm not terrified of that. Yeah. It just, I read something last night actually that, oh, I'm reading this book called Letting Go. And it's, he talks about a fear of public speaking. And he realized he had a huge fear of public speaking. And he realized the fear um, turned into, I can't. Like he was ah. really just scared of it. So then he started saying, I can't do it. I'm just one of these people that doesn't, I can't do it. My voice goes away. I start shaking. I'm different than everyone else. And then he started kind of challenging that and being like, is it that I can't or is it that I won't? Because I'm scared of all the things that could happen. And then, which I thought was a really good advice for anyone who's scared of public spe speaking, he started thinking about how most public speakers are boring. Like his big fear was being boring to someone and having people go like, oh, this sucks. And he's like, when I think of all the speeches I've listened to in my life, most have been boring and I don't hate those people. They're still alive, living good life. Nothing happened if you're boring. So just, just do it. And so then he started doing it and not being, just releasing the fear, which is easier said than done. But he just was like, fear is a thing that I'm choosing to focus on. If I release it, it's not there. It's only there if I make it in my mind. So I'm going to let it go and I'm going to do it. Then he started doing public speaking. He got obviously more adept at it and was like, it was easier. And then he started saying one time he was, he had that fear again of being boring. And so right before he talked, he was like, um, I'm not the best public speaker, but I can t assure you. Oh, he was getting feedback that he was boring, like his biggest fear. And then he survived it. Right. And he was like, okay, I guess I'm a boring speaker, but at least I can do this thing. I, d I said I couldn't do before and I'm boring, but who cares? He literally heard back that he was boring. His biggest fear. He survived it. <laughs> so then the next time he gets on stage, he goes, I've been told I'm uh, I'm a de I'm a decent public speaker, but I've been told I am one of the most boring 
speakers uh, that you'll ever listen to. And everyone laughed. And he goes, the second I, they all laughed, I realized I had made a human connection with everyone in the room. Oh. And the, the, the gift of laughter and being able to incite that laughter made us all one and all connected. And I realized that their laughter meant they were rooting for me. They were on my side, which is always the advice I give about public speaking is that no one wants to see you do bad. And that Unless man there's like an evil person in the back of the room. What? And was that man Robin what? Williams. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I had public speaking fears where oh I would shake God. and like had to give, I had to go in during recess to give my presentations because my parents called ahead and said, Nikki cannot talk in front of people in the wow, classroom. And she won't. A, wow. Really? But even when yeah, you still, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Even That's when you, it. <laughs> that's it, bitch. <laughs> Even that's when you I started got, standing, I started stand up though. Were you nervous? Like I was so nervous and people are like, I could never do that. I I'd be so nervous. Yeah. We were nervous. Like, yeah. We had to overcome it. It was like yeah. the desire to do it was like How that's standing in the way it, though. You just, you you just throw yourself through the wolves. Yeah. yeah. You sign up, you like you sign up. If you like, Noah, you just don't have the desire to be heard enough mm, to overcome it. it. Is yeah. Is what I'm saying. Like we all have exactly what you have, but we have this thing of like, I want, I need to be heard so bad or I want to perform so badly that I'm going to overcome this fear of whatever, which you haven't done in certain ways in your life because the desire had been stronger than the fear. I would imagine but you really just like have to do it. A surgeon. Like when I think of a surgeon cutting into somebody or doing an open heart surgery, I'm like, how the fuck do you trust yourself to do that? How could you dig in to someone's body and do that thing? And then it's just like, well, after you do it like 30 times, it's just like a pile of meat. They just yeah. have a desire to cut. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I actually have operated on my mom's corn one time with a razor. I yeah. bought oh my God, on really? Amazon a scalpel. I bought on yeah. Amazon because I like am obsessed with watching videos of people getting their like foot corns dug out. Oh. Like it's just soothing to me, Carmen. It's weird. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought based on me watching all these videos, I thought I had like an expertise and I cut my mom's foot just very like nicked it a little bit. And it, it is still not healed. And it's like two oh and a half years later. Wow. You guys, it oh was God. bad. I had the confidence of a surgeon. This is TikTok's With problem. Everyone thinks they're confident enough to do no, anything now. It was just YouTube's watch a few. Problem. Oh, YouTube. Yeah. Same, same thing. Did you yeah, videotape right. it? Did you videotape it and put it up? No, that would have been good, though. Uh, I needed, like, God, if I would have made content out of it. All of those <laughs> I, videos on YouTube where they're doing self-help or how-to, and they're like, you can do it, too. All you have to do is follow these steps. You can't do it. Do not yeah. follow the steps. You're going to cut your mom's foot off. Go yeah, to a professional. Was, until then, man, I was so satisfied, though. It felt so good. I, I There have been, um, because I have obsessions with, like, digging someone's, like, wart out. Like, uh, Carmen, it's weird. But, that, like, I, I understand that more. Like, popping yeah. something? No, no, I'm not into popping. I'm into, like, a dried out, crusty oh. wart that I just want to, like, dig off the calloused skin and, like, yeah. dig it out. It's... <laughs> It's my obsession. Like if I if I could pay to go do it, I would. But you need like a medical license. But I swear yeah. to God, there was a fan one time who came to the show. And Look how excited she gets when she talks about this. I love this. And she and she was like, <laughs> I've got. A, I, she sent me pictures of her planner wart. Like she was like, I will let you dig this out backstage. Like I don't care. And I was like. I want to, it was almost like I felt like I was cheating. Like someone was like being like, it was like Zach Efron being like, I'll let you fuck me 
Like I'm here to fuck you. And I was like, I want to so bad. It's not that I don't want to. I just can't because I, I will ruin everything. And Mickey, it was I bet. It felt like this dilemma inside me. You have so many fans. I bet you anything people would line up to let you pop their, their whatever. Their I warts, know, but I can't because cysts. I'm going to I'm gonna give them an injury that will they'll be walking around with for two years. Like I'm not good at this. Yeah. Like I need to go learn. I need to do an you apprenticeship with a podiatrist. Yeah. Yes. yes, that's how people I learn think, to do that. Yeah, <laughs> I, but and I wish there was like community c- college courses. Like, right. I don't want to have to go to med that would school. Be awesome. for you just need I a tube you. of neosporin and and warm water and, and salt. some super glue. Yeah. You're right. Okay, you don't even I'm really know what the this. credentials are of the YouTube person you watch. That could have just been some no, person. They're all doctors. It's Doctor Foot Fixer. It's, that's what um, they say. Doctor Foot Fixer. No, you trusted that? They're in an office. Yes, <laughs> there are people that go in. They talk like doctors. They're like narcissistic, like doctors. They seem sociopathic in a certain way. Those are exactly the people. You should trust 100% doctors. I'm okay, Dr. Foot Fixer. I am <laughs> authorizing you to do surgery on your mother. How is that name not taken before? <laughs> they Dr. Have Foot Fixer. Ne- <laughs> they have never uh, get told us how to do it. They are just talking about it because they know that we're at home jerking off to this stuff. Like they know there's, like, there's, they always do it instructionally. Like this is how to do it. If you're another doctor watching, but it's really like, you know, there are sickos at home like me just drooling over you, cutting out this old woman's wart yeah. and her talking about her afternoon. It's, it's, it's fucking sick, but I, I long for it. Um, that content, we're going to have more with Carmen Lynch and about her two comedy specials that are coming out on YouTube on Mark Norman's uh, YouTube page. Uh, one is coming out the 15th and then the other is, or sorry, the 12th, the first 12th. is the 12th is the English version. And then there is a Spanish version coming out the 15th. And those are all on Mark Norman's YouTube no, no, page. No, no, so not the Span- he's not getting the Spanish one. He's only oh, doing Tom the English is? one. Nope. Just kidding. <laughs> it's going That's on a Spanish, on a Spanish platform called Filmin. Filming. Feel or filming. 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 Oh, amazing. Okay, well, we'll so, get into all that when yeah. we get back with Carmen Lynch after this. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously, like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater and I said, where did you get that? And she was like, it's cashmere. I was like, ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a 
fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in L.A. And now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the U.S. and the U.K. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. If you're in the market for some new headphones because you keep losing yours, the ones you shell out hundreds of dollars for, stop doing that and just go with the JLab JBuds line. All of their products are compatible with the JLab app, so you can customize your sound to your personal preferences. They've got so many options. They've got the JBuds Mini. It's the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. They're compact. They can fit on your keychain. They're actually so small that you can sleep with them in. They come in five cute colors, mint, aqua, black, sage, and pink. I'm obsessed with them. Or there's the JBuds ANC3, which is their smallest active noise-canceling true wireless earbud. And then, if you're a sporty person, there's the JBuds Air Sport, true wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, they're sweat-proof, and they have a be-aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. What I want you to know is that JLab is now my preferred brand of earbud, and now they can be your preferred brand. All you have to do is use code Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. That's a lot, you guys. Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech all right we're back carmen lynch has two specials coming out one in english one in spanish the english one you can check out uh, almost so soon um on the 12th what's the what's the day of that that's a tuesday Tuesday? that's oh so tuesday the 12th check that out on mark norman's youtube page and you should be following mark norman anyway so you'll see it once you do that and then um where did you film it at the cellar at the V at the Village Underground. <gasps> nice. Uh, and what did you do? Like, okay, because I'm about to tape a special right on the 16th. Oh, right. And so I'm in like a special prep mode. Yeah. Tell me, I'm going to make this about me, okay. like, even though this should be about you. But I, I just because I want to, I'm like dying. Uh, my life is special right now. Was your life a week and a half out of taping your special special? Like, is your life like... Every time you close your eyes, you're thinking about it. Every time you open your eyes, there's something to work on. Oh my God, what am I going to wear? Oh my God, what am I going to do? This joke, but like, how's the order? How am I going to remember the, yes. all that? Was it all that? But it was like the day I booked the the date at the Village Underground. So like six months before or like four That's months That's when that before. started, the obsession? Well, think about it because like, this is my first one. You've done a ton. Oh, so I have albums. Like, God, that surprises albums. me. That's okay. Yes, you have, al- have well, albums. Well, albums are similar, but yes, yeah, special, obviously a lot more pressure. It's, yeah, there's a lot riding on this. There's someone who's producing it, all of those things. Yes. Yeah. And I wanted to do it before COVID and then COVID happened. And then I just kind of pushed it. Like, you know, I did a bunch of late nights and I just was in that mentality where like things just happen. So I yep. wasn't in the mode of like, no, you got to do it yourself. And I kept yes. pushing that back and pushing that back. And then I read The War of Art. Did you ever read that oh, book? Boy. Oh, boy. I was in Astoria when I read that book. I was oh. at that Starbucks reading that book. I, I think we were all in Astoria when we read that book. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And it was all about resistance. And then I, I wanted Dude. to throw the book out the window because everything he said was resistance I was doing. 
Oh, like everything. every little thing. And I was like, I just remember do putting it. down the book because I'm like, reading this book is me resisting working. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, you know, like I, I eventually put it down because I was like, yeah. now I feel bad even fucking reading a book because I should be working right now. Like, yeah. this is just me trying to be, create an obstacle from doing what I need to do because of fear. Again, fear. And then the guilt, like, I, I painted a lot during COVID and I had that voice that was like, what are you, why are you enjoying your life? You should be writing jokes. And I'm like, yes. I just want to paint. Leave me alone. Dude. <laughs> I mean, it's it, that's the problem with comedy uh, or doing stand-up comedy or any kind of job that you don't leave at work is that when you are not, you could be working on it anytime. So there yeah. is never, yeah. it's like having kids or having a dog that's constantly looking at you like you just took it for a walk, but it's like, but we could go again. And you go, oh, okay, I feel I'm now I'm guilty again, even though I think I just did this. Uh, there's it never ending guilt. Well, and then if next. you're also if you're not a made person, like you're also just have to constantly be working just to see if you yeah. can get paid at all. Oh my god! It's like the yes. wheels don't stop, and then you go home. I mean, you you just leave the room or wherever you are, and you're like, okay, stop. And then you're like, no, it's still going. I'm still yeah. thinking yeah, about that joke. Oh well, my god! You know, Carmen, it's interesting to me because I do relate to you know. It's just been I guess kind of have been floating along. I don't have to. I get, uh, I get the, I've had that in my life too, where it's like, okay, things are coming in. I was on last comic standing yeah. as were you tonight show appearances. You, you have Letterman Conan's like, I, like I'm working at your like working regular at the cellar. Like I'm not like really wanting for like the, the next thing will come when right. they email me about mm -hmm. it. And I think I was at that point too, at a, at a certain point where I was like, Oh no, they unless you make it, you gotta build it if you want them to come. Like these days, this, especially. Or just think totally. they're not coming. They're not coming. Like that was the day where I was like, they're oh, not coming. Just they're do not it. coming. Just do it. Just do it. You know? What do you have to lose? Yes. And then I did the Spanish one because I was so obsessed with the English one. I was like, I need something to just calm me down. Why don't why don't I just do it in Spanish? Which one did you tape first? The Village Underground, and then three weeks later, I went to Spain and Whoa. I shot the Spanish one. Wow. Oh my god! So is it the is the material the same and just ones in a different language, or is it totally different? It's about seven. I'd say it's about seventy five percent the same. Can you give me an example of one English joke that you needed to like change the syntax or the words of in Spanish so that it would be funny because it wouldn't have been funny otherwise? Um, I mean, not at the top of my head, but it would just be more like I flipped the words around or I had to describe a little bit more. Sometimes like the subtleties, the subtleties or the sarcasm, they don't translate. And also I, I grew up in Spain until I was eight. So mm. my Spanish is like, I, that's the first thing I say when I get on stage. I'm like, I talk like an eight year old Spanish girl. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm eight. So my my version of translating is is different from an like eight year olds vocabulary. Yeah. And they're like, no, we love it. Because I used to be obsessed with like, this is wrong. I need to talk to a Spanish person who speaks like an adult. And they were like, just leave it. It's cute. Like, just talk yeah, you like know, that. There's so many comedians huh. that kind of do in English only acts they don't use words above a eighth year old great like you can get by yeah with think, just the words you know and and be extremely funny like nate's whole thing is being just a dumb guy you know yeah, like yeah. i'm kind of dumb even though he's a genius right and you hear it in the material he's not use. he's saying reading stupid he's he's using simple words he's confused by like it, it, uh, that's a perfect example of someone who is like can still be genius while operating in it in a quote unquote a little bit of a dumber 
um, not that I, I don't know. He probably does use big words better than an eight year old, but like it, you can still be hilarious with totally. That. And and he can get all of America that way because then he can get the dumb people too. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to say it. Thank you for saying you know, but it's true. <laughs> you know, like, like he doesn't have you're to more be accessible. Dumb. We can talk about Nate being clean, and that's why he's accessible. <laughs> but he's you know he's also dumb. appealing to he's no. But it's not that he's, he's not dumb. dumb he knows obviously, how to talk to everyone. He knows how yes. to talk yes. dumb. No, he's yeah. smart. He's speaking like. Brian Regan language. too. Yeah, yeah. And Brian Regan's whole thing is I'm a dumb guy, well. and then he communicates. I'm. I I agree. I think that um, there's sometimes I'm like oh, I want to use a big word because it just like really says what I want to say, and it just sounds good. I like big words sometimes, not to be like I'm so smart, but then if they're alienating, you can't do it. Um, but I also just trust an audience if they don't know a word to be like. They're not like, is she an alien? Like, they're, <laughs> she said something wrong. They're just going to go, that's a word I don't know. I, it's really funny to me when people hear a reference that's being made in a joke or a word being used, and they, like, act confused, like, well, what was that? It's like, don't you just know you don't know what that was? Right. If everyone else laughed? <laughs> like, that's always a confusing thing to me. I'm like, not everyone gets every reference, and that's it's hard to make everything relatable sometimes it is fun to just have a joke that only certain people might might get and they can go <laughs> and they laugh like super loud to be like i know rick and morty and you're like yeah. okay we got a rick and morty fan or whatever well they, they don't have to worry about that with me because i'm not going to use big words in spanish uh, mm -hmm. you're yeah well I, i'm excited to see yeah. your english speaking uh especially you have you are just so funny and so well i mean you're honest and like I like that you're just realistic about what you talk from a realistic perspective and then maybe a little bit of a um, not even negative, but kind of like it is what it is kind yeah. of perspective. It, what is the what are the major themes coming from this material? And is it stuff that you had been working on since COVID? Is it like, did you find that like, well, this is what I did? I guess my question is because I'm worried about this. Are you saying something with your special uh, when you got done with it? Were you like, oh, I can see a through line of like, this is what I need to say at this point in my life. I don't think there's a through line, but it does all connect with the yeah. previous joke. Um, yes. And then I, because it's my first one, I, it's, it's almost like you realize so much. Your learning curve is so big. Cause like I used to not be lazy, but I would just like, I always wrote new jokes. But I, I would go on the road and just do my hour, but not really have an order. Like, I'd be like, Never. as long as I do those five jokes, I'm going to do Never. whatever the hell. No Never. order. Anything you, in you between. Either? Never. I don't really? write down any. Literally, Carmen, I don't yeah. write down anything. It's not, It's a nightmare to plan a special. And I just, I always call it a grab bag when I'm on stage. Like, yes, I have the five big toys in my bag in Santa's bag that I'm going to bring out. Four or five. And then within that, I'm going to go other places and yep. I might go too far someplace and we might not get to my last toy or something, but there's, there's five that I know can save me. And then the rest is a fucking mishmash. And I'm just like, and it makes it fun. It makes, it, makes it fun. It and so it's so fun. It's also lazy. I know. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> like I, I realized it. I was like, oh my God, I was writing it out. And I was like, this is lazy because I don't want to put something together, but it also because I don't want to look though. at it. But it gives you you'll a freedom. Have to look at, to, if you if it gives you a freedom to to not look at it, you're to, saying it gives you a freedom to be like, oh my god, uh, if I don't have an order, then I'm going to go from mom to therapist if I want to, 
But then you'll realize yes. like, oh my God, those actually go really well together. Whereas if you had a list, you would have never put mom and therapist together. Yes. Well, that's why you have to constantly, like this is the process I'm in right now is like all the jokes and this is the order we think they're going in. And Brian is like, I've hired Brian as like my head writer to like help me on my special because I, it's, it truly is like I'm trying to write a TV show and I would never write a TV show on my own, like a whole script. And so I'm approaching my special this time of like, yeah. I want everyone's input of like, we see a theme here. Maybe this could go into mm. this. And that is the hardest thing because you, yeah, I always have had this joke into this joke. And then you'd, you never re it, realize, oh my God, if this came before this, that could pay off so much more. But then you have callbacks that totally. you're like, oh shit, my callback doesn't work now yep. if I put this over there. Now that's the, now I have to switch the callbacks. And it's like, it's, um, it's, it's so fucked. But I will say that I'm really glad that you also operate this way. I think Mark Marin is the only other person that I've heard. I'm sure there's tons more that just kind of grab bag it well, and don't have a list. Hold on, Do you have because more? after realizing that I've always grab bagged it, when I decided to do a special, the alarms went off and I was like, girl, you can't do this. You are not doing this for your special. You need an order right. because I will look at someone uh, during the recording. I know I will. I will look at someone. They will throw me off. It'll be like my dentist who actually showed up. So I'm glad I'm <laughs> right. And then I'm like, I'm going to go blank. So I memorized it like a script. And I yes. realized I came up with so many different lines. So much as more. So much more at the last minute. And now that's... When you fucking write it all when down and look it at it. Down. And you have to re and you have to memorize it. So memorize then you're it. looking at the sentences again. And you go, oh, wait, there's another chance for another joke here. Like, this is kind of... It's, totally. The, the way we work is the laziest way and it, 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 we've gotten away with it. Yeah. And I, but when people go, Nikki, you're wow, it's so amazing. You can remember everything and you don't have notes and you don't go over notes beforehand. You don't go over notes afterwards. I'm like, it's not because I'm a genius or like this is just my artistic way. I found the path of least resistance of most resistance. Let's be honest. If we're talking about resistance, I found the path of most resistance to actually looking at the hearts, doing the thing I fear, which is seeing my material for what it is. And it might not be as good as I think it is, which is the fear. But also you've had other specials. So when you're done with your special and it's out there, do you like not even look at that stuff anymore because it's out there? No, you no. still use it, right? Uh, well, Sometimes. I, I, if, you know, if I'm talking about something similar and I don't remember really what I put in specials mm. after I release it, I kind of dump it, like dump yeah. it from my mind. And yeah. so I've, I literally, I've had to ask Brian to go back and watch all my specials cause I won't do it. And I'm like, we just have to make sure I'm not doing any of the same stuff because I talk about the same themes still of like sex and dating and I don't want kids. And it's like the and same there stuff. Was one. Same. There, there was one. There big was one. There was one joke that like, I was doing fuck. that I, I did it in the last special, oh, no. but it was like, I had just wow. written it before the last special. And now it's like, so yeah. it's better, but I can't do it. But at the same time, there's, there is a line, like I, my last special, I say like, um, you know, I talk to young girls and I'm like, you're gonna age someday. I know you think you won't. And I hope you don't. Cause I want you to die young. And that was like in my last special. And I'm really making the same point again, this time where I'm mm -hmm. like, you like young Can't girls, I enough. know you think you're not going to age. like, I, it's okay for me to reiterate something if it's important enough. And I found another totally. way to prove it. Yeah. I don't have a problem repeating, uh, premises, but yeah, it's, um, it's, I find though that, you know, I, I was crying in therapy about it yesterday because it's just such a stressful time right now. And there's so much, it's seeming so much, seemingly so much pressure. And, and I'm glad that you're done taping yours and you can give me perspective on the other side. Um, cause there's more, keep going. no, there's more, keep going. I want to talk oh. to you about something else. 
Go ahead. Okay. Oh. Yes, keep going. Sorry. Post, well, just post special depression. Well, crying about it. And I just was like, I keep telling myself that Trump is probably going to win Ooh. and nothing matters. <laughs> and that has been helping me totally. a lot to think about, you know, I'm just using that as an example of like things aren't good, you know, or like uh, it's, it's another way of saying I'm going to die someday and this will all be forgotten. So just like ease up on yourself, like not, you know, like. I always think about people who host SNL and it's like the biggest news of like, oh my God, I can't believe that comedian's hosting SNL. Like this is their big break. Wow. And then it happens and no one even watches it. Like it's just like life. Everything seems so fucking big. Even the biggest thing I could do will uh, uh, inevitably be be a blip in my IMDb that everyone will forget, including my family and friends. Will it be in the deadline article when you die? Yeah, and then I mean, her fifth special didn't end. But then very my strongly. deadline article will be pushed down to the bottom and will be in the archives someday. Of that, yeah. you know, like everything's uh, gonna it be okay. And then thousands and thousands of years from now, people won't even know any individual that ever existed in this no, time. I always remember that I will be as remembered as Obama and uh, Abraham Lincoln. We will all be equals in the end, in terms of no one on pl- the planet Earth. We w- this will be wiped out someday. Yes. And we will all just be bones. Like Kyle Dunnigan always talks about how like most of our lives as humans is this. Yeah. <laughs> in a grave. Like for millennia. Yeah. We are like right now we're like bones inside skin. And like, but most of our time on this planet in this form is just like this. Ah. <laughs> like in the ground. And I for like getting eaten by bugs. 99.9999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999999
it's, waiting it's, like it's for this, it to come out. It's, it's the promo. It's the uh, exposure. It. Like, I think it's because I've heard that they get easier over time. You just get used to like, I'm like, what if they hate it? Like, what if people hate it? There's no, That's not possible. That, that That is not possible. And I think that's a fear I've let go of, too, because and I had a little pep talk with my friend Greg Warren last night before my show. And he was just like, this didn't happen by accident like that you got this like maybe you know mark norman is not gonna put a, like release someone who's bad on no, his like you know what i'm not. saying like he is a connoisseur of comedy so you gotta just trust that there's just no way it's gonna be bad you're you're you've been doing this too long to be bad but you know we, there's you just put, no one that does it as as much and as good as you that has had the that you could not have had the career you had with all the opportunities because you that's know, a really fuck great you or way something. to look. You know, like that's there's a very nice thing to say. There's Thank just you. no way. Like you, you think you Mark, have to be talented. But if you, if you think Mark, that uh, people are going to hate it, then that means you're saying that Mark Norman makes bad decisions and is yeah. Not, well, how dare you? Comment? I'm not saying. <laughs> I'm not even making it about him. I'm saying that in your brain, when someone yes. gives you something, you're like, well, it's your fault. You offered it to me. Whereas yes. you're like, I'm going to do a thing in English, and then I'm going to do one in Spanish. You know, oh. and then you're like, you're, you're self-doubt. I don't know if you have that, where you're just yeah. like, what am I doing? Why do I oh, think no. I'm, I'm this shit that I can do too? Well, that's interesting because yeah. you get, you, if they give it to you, you go, because I have that with like getting it. I go, I've tricked someone. And yeah. um, and the team we've assembled, like the my director that's directing my special directs, he's directed the last 12 Super Bowl halftime shows. He like works with Beyonce and Rihanna and you two on like on one name, like He's best friends with these people and like only works with them. And like he's done one other comedy special years and years ago, but he's just like doing this for fun as a favor because he's friends with my boyfriend and worked with him before. And I feel so intimidated that this guy has to like fly to Seattle when he just got he got done like with Shakira and JLo last year. He's working with Usher on this year's Super Bowl. And he's like talking to me about my gangbang joke. Like it just I feel like this is like so embarrassed. I'm, I'm really struggling with like the people that have signed up for this and have been like believe in me. Like I'm a fraud. I'm there. I somehow tricked them. They don't really know what's going on. They've gotten tricked into this. But then there's the added thing that I have experienced before of um of of starting something that you go, I can do this, and no one's asking me to do this. I'm saying that I can do this, and well, the I better fucking do it. And if yeah. I don't, what I look so bad. At least I can blame. Like you were saying, at least I can just say that was someone's bad call. I didn't, I, it's not my, what am I going to turn it down? But this is something that you were like, no, people need to see this. Yeah. I'm good. And um, it's such a risk, but it's, but it's, it was absolutely the right move. What was, so the, reading the art of war was the, what got you to that point of going, absolutely. I need to do this. Like, so like, tell me the moment. Well, it was actually, I felt like during COVID I was getting depressed because there was no action that I was taking, no goal. And then um, there was a line in The Art of War that was like, not everyone, he was like, not everyone, but a lot of people are on antidepressants because they uh, aren't going through that difficult, like, yes. like that, go through it, just go through it. The fear. The fear. Like and I was like, fear. I go, I just had a connection with that. And I was like, I think that's me. I mean, I, ha I was on Zoloft, like yeah. low dose, like 50 milligrams, and I did have panic attacks. And I have had one. I had one since I've been off of it. But I mean, as soon as I made that decision, I just felt like the depression. I mean, anxiety came in now, but I could handle mm -hmm. the anxiety because now I, I had to just do the jokes, make the list, you know, get the outfit. Da, da, da. But the yeah. depression, I was just sitting there like, no. 
this is so what I'm reading right now. I was just yeah. reading this chapter last night. He talks about in this book called Letting Go, he talks about how depression, anxiety and fear are way better than depression yeah. because depression is hopelessness. It's complete. It's nothing. But if you have fear, fear is the next step to courage. So mm. if you have fear and anxiety, it is a good sign that you have something in you that that you need to break through and that you can get to that next side to that side, which is courage. Courage is fear. Courage is fear with like the absence of fear. It's still it's it's doing something that is going to be painful, but putting just silencing the fear. That's what courage is. That's what bravery is. Um, and it's one step up above fear, and that's when you break through to actually the the good stuff that that the the um high vibe things. Like l depression is zero vibrations, right? Totally. Fear is like a little bit more vibrations, anxiety more, and then you got to a place where it's like your depression will lift. It's very interesting to think about um, all these things that we get diagnosed with and be like, maybe it's my approach to um, my insecurities and the, my fears and like the, all the, I can't do that I have or that, uh, which are really, I won't because of I'm going to look stupid or because I just, all the fears we have. And that's so good that you overcame it. The problem is, is when you like, read that chapter or you listen to that podcast or you hear that motivational thing and you go, I'm putting this in the action into action. You send an email like we're going to fucking do a special and here's the idea. And then you like the, you wake up the next day depressed and you're like, Oh fuck. You're like, what the hell did shit? I just sign up for? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just having that perfect amount of caffeine or like mm. ADD med. If you happen to like, there's Ugh. some times where I've like mixed a perfect amount of like, I watched something hopeful and I have like, a just amount of caffeine. I got enough rest and I'm like, I can do anything and let's start a band. And then like I have to go to band practice the next day. And yeah. I'm like, I am a person that should not, what am I doing? And, um, but I think that that original person is the right thing to do. And I love to hear that it's like lifted for you and that, um, yeah, one panic attack when you were getting, would would you say that's pretty low for you being off medicine? Yeah, I mean, I I can anticipate them because I, I anticipate the fear of having a panic attack before I have the panic attack. Right. And most of the time, it's like if I feel claustrophobic, if I'm sitting in a tiny restaurant, sometimes it's happened on a plane. And now I, oh. I just do breathing. I just sit there and I go, don't like kind of like, don't talk to me. I'm just going to breathe. Yes. You know, and that's good. And again, it's like if I'm on medication and no judgments, because, you know, it helped me for five years, like I wouldn't have done that because I would have been fine. So now I'm like, don't fucking rush off to on meds, Carmen, again. Just give it a second and do yes. the breathing and uh, exercise. I mean, exercise, I kind of always did, but do it more. But the mm -hmm. breathing, like you never think about it. you need to breathe right. No, it fucking works. It's you know? so works that just like box breathing or yeah. just holding like I breathe in and I just like hold it for five seconds. Like if I need to calm my heart rate, I know that breathing in for four count, holding it for five, releasing it for whatever, like that kind that there's just simple tricks, but they're the, just so much harder for us to reach for. The than the damn cold showers. Oh, my God. Oh, really? Yes. Mm. Just turn the shower to cold. Uh, I so am adverse to that for some reason. <laughs> no, I mean, it feels even so five uncomfortable. Seconds, it's yeah. the, the hardest is in the winter or if you didn't work out. If your body's still hot yeah. and sweaty yeah. and you oh, put it on then cold, it feels, good. it feels so good. That's a good idea to sneak them in then. I've been um, I've been going to Pilates just to get in shape for my special because I wanted to wear like a, a kind of revealing dress thing. And it's kind of like 
I'm trying to use this as like I'm peaking and like I'm gonna dress like hot for the last like or at least you know maybe one of the last times like as long as I got it why not and I've been doing Pilates and that's been a lot of um yeah like focusing on body breathing um uh using muscles I've never used before it's so um it's so psychological and tax like yesterday I went in and I was so tired and I always feel bad going to a trainer and being like, I hate, I don't want to do this today. But I just was, on, I talked to my friends who are Pilates teachers and I go, what do you do if your client like is just not in the fucking mood? And they were like, just be honest and say, I don't have a lot of stamina today. Like, let's do other stuff. And we just did all this other stuff that was like mine stuff where I was just literally laying down and I would have to just like, you know, point my foot or something. And it was just, it was incredibly hard because it was physical or uh, mentally taxing, but not physically and I just felt so much better after it um, because it was better than I wanted to cancel the whole thing, but it's better than doing nothing. And then I've been doing, you know, some manifestation stuff that has really been working. But it's um, it's yeah, I, I, I are you. When it, when your special was over, were you so excited and did you celebrate Oh my God. I mean, I, first of all, I got very <laughs> sick. I got so sick. I think I was just holding in all this tension. Oh, right mm. after. And I got super sick. And then I went to Spain and I was still sick, but I got better oh. the week before. And then after the Spanish one, I got sick again. So I don't know mm, what I was holding in. But, wow. but I, um, now my anxiety is the relief. And I'm like, if I could just get used to just not being anxious i gotta let it all go like i read something yesterday because yesterday i was gonna have a mental breakdown i was like attachment is bad and i was like oh i love that just uh, detach from all of from your projects everything detach yeah. from everything because then deta- attachment can be like codependency or expectations or whatever so just detach detach move on so now i'm like okay what's my next project i'm just gonna move on like i'm gonna okay instead it's good of to worrying detach about after but it, uh, detachment is like if you don't attach to anything then you're like not even experiencing yes humanity. after yeah well well once well it makes sense to detach once you really can't control anything exactly right now. what's done is done i mean yeah. you can go on podcasts and you can work towards promoting it and talking about it and getting the word out but uh, regard like worrying about is it good? Sorry, it's in the can. Oh, it's over. It's like yeah. that's, that's like detached from that immediately because no amount of thinking is going to change the algorithm or like the change best the- time to start a new project is as soon as one project ends. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a really good point. The or if you're thing. like, if you go out for a job interview, or if you're waiting to see if something gets picked up or whatever, okay. the best thing to do is to start a new project. And then right. the, the outcome of that thing that you have no control over is You'll doesn't kinda, matter as much because now you're focused on this new on thing. On the next thing. That's yeah. a good point. It's kind of okay, like I'm, dating. Go ahead. Yes. Oh, my God. No, I was just going to do a cool segue and say we're going to detach from this uh, segment and go to a you break. You can still and do we'll it. we'll be back with more after that. Oh, I just did. Oh. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> oh, my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which 
It's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in L.A. And now they are all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the U.S. and the U.K. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20 percent off your first show. 20 percent off. That's freaking good. If you're in the market for some new headphones because you keep losing yours, the ones you shell out hundreds of dollars for, stop doing that and just go with the JLab JBuds line. All of their products are compatible with the JLab app, so you can customize your sound to your personal preferences. They've got so many options. They've got the JBuds Mini. It's the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. They're compact. They can fit on your keychain. They're actually so small that you can sleep with them in. They come in five cute colors, mint, aqua, black, sage, and pink. I'm obsessed with them. Or there's the JBuds ANC3, which is their smallest active noise-canceling true wireless earbud. And then, if you're a sporty person, there's the JBuds Air Sport, true wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, they're sweat-proof, and they have a be-aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. What I want you to know is that JLab is now my preferred brand of earbud, and now they can be your preferred brand. All you have to do is use code Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. That's a lot, you guys. Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. Oh, it's such a clutch pickup, Dave. <laughs> I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh, no, I meant those blackout motorized shades. MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it. Nice. I installed these and then got some for my mom, too. What, you fly across the country to do the install? Nope. Blinds.com can do it all. All she had to do was pick what she wanted. She talked to a design consultant for free and scheduled a professional measure and install. Look at you, Hall of Fame son. Oh, I just picked the winning team. They're the number one online retailer of custom window coverings in the world. Oh, Blinds.com is the GOAT. The GOAT. He shoots. He scores. Go to Blinds.com for 40% off site-wide and a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go right now for 40% off site-wide at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We're talking about detachment, or we were before, and... um. Yeah, you said just like a breakup, like g- move on to the next thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. Like have have your little, um, if I'm quoting Taylor Swift lore, have your Matt Healy before you get to your Travis Kelsey. Like, nice. Have yeah. a little fun. Like, get, yeah, um, get distracted from your sadness. This is another um, thing that helped a lot too. And I think this was from like Mel Robbins or someone who knows. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But like if you're anxious about something and because anxiety and excitement are the same energy. So if you say, I'm excited when you're anxious, it actually does change it to the energy. It's, it's weird. Like think about when you're, and just go, I'm excited. I'm, and then you start going, I'm excited. I am excited. Yeah. Yeah, Because that is what anxiety is. Like you are getting too excited. Yeah. It's like you're, you're excited, but yeah, it's like negative excitement, anxiety. That's a really, I love that. Yeah. Oh, Your man, subconscious so also doesn't gems. understand like sarcasm or lies. So if you just say I'm excited, it doesn't know that you're lying. And your subconscious will take that information and act on it. I've been a fucking psycho with this manifestation stuff. Like I have been hilarious. Like, because I've always really struggled with looking myself in the mirror and being like, you're beautiful and you're hilarious and you're going to kill it tonight. Like that really makes me just like my friends on my girls chat have been like, 
Just go look in the mirror right now and tell yourself that you're beautiful. Say, I love you, Nikki. I love you, Nikki. And I, I'm like, I can't. I'm not going to do that. Like there's, I know that would help. I'm never going to do it. So my new thing, and I've talked about this on the podcast already, but I went kind of bonanza with it this weekend is I go like before a show, right. That I'm like not in the mood to do. And I'm feeling anxious about, cause I have to, you know, work on the order and it's not just a normal show anymore. Carmen, you know, I'm reading a set list and I'm yeah. making, like, it's just not fun to perform right now. It is once you get in the flow, but whatever. So I was feeling anxious and I just turned to Anya and I go, isn't it crazy that I'm so worried about this set right now, but it's going to be like the best set of my life tonight. Isn't that so wild that like <laughs> I manifested this set to be like the greatest set of my life that everything felt easy and flowed so nicely. It's so weird. Like that's my new thing. And she's kind of like, what? Like I just keep do. I spring it on people without them knowing. I go, isn't it wild that, Oh, this is a, a one. I burnt the fuck out of my throat drinking some tea on <sighs> Thursday night. I like gulped down this tea too fast in my like vocal cords. And like, I, I have a lot of vocal cord trauma and like I've had surgery. And surgery so it was, yeah. it was like, Oh no, what did I do? And I have to tape the special. And I was like coughing and gagging and like, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't lay horizontal. Cause I was like, my throat is so damaged. The skin is going to be flaking. I'm going to be chucking, like coughing up chunks. Like it was burnt. I could feel it. I've never felt this pain in my life in that way. And I was like, you're such an idiot. Why did you do this? And then I was like, wait, just let's try to manifest something because I got to sleep. I'm in Toronto. I got a 10 hour flight tomorrow. I have to do two shows. Like I don't have time to stay up and worry about this. So I just go, it's so crazy that I burnt my mouth or I burnt my throat so badly. And tomorrow my throat never felt more supple or like young and youthful and healed and like ooey gooey. It's so crazy that my vocal cords like have never felt better after I burnt it. That's wild that this worked, that saying this right now made that tomorrow. It's going to be wild to feel that. And I, I promise you guys, I woke up the next day, no, no side effects from it. Did they feel the best they've ever felt? I don't know if that's true, but they certainly were indiscernible from the best they've ever felt. Like I did an injury that was out without question. I was like gagging on water because it would hurt to even drink water. I was choking. I was coughing. I couldn't sleep. As soon as I started talking like that, I just relaxed. I was able to go to sleep and I woke up and had no memory of burning my throat until later that day. That's and so, so weird. This is it. Just try this shit when mm. you can and do it in like a comical way of like, oh, my God, I can't believe tomorrow that guy's going to call me that I like or whatever it is. Like, I, it's worth a try because. It's less embarrassing doing that than saying you are beautiful and your throat is fine. Like in the mirror, gazing at yourself. Yeah. Um, you can get over the self-consciousness of it by being sarcastic and making it a joke. and a fun Yes. Because your subconscious yes. doesn't know the difference anyway. So if you want to, as a comedian, be like, oh, tomorrow's going to be the best day of my life. I can't believe tomorrow is the best day of my life and it's happening tomorrow. Isn't that yes. crazy? I'm being like, incredulous about the yeah. truth. And your subconscious is like, oh, it really, really? It's like a dog. Yes, because it's that's how I talk normally to myself. So I'm tricking my subconscious into actually thinking that's true because I do like that your subconscious is like autistic and like <laughs> has no sense of irony, no sense of sarcasm, it's, takes everything at its word. I think that's very adorable. Yeah, it's like a dog. If you go to your dog and you go, do you want a treat? You want a treat? 
they'll get excited for a treat. But if you go, do you want a treat? Well, actually, maybe that's oh. not a good... A good Wait, that's the opposite of no, it. that's the opposite. <laughs> Final thought. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, so Carmen, your special's coming out. Everyone has to watch it. I mean, because your fear now is that no one's going to watch it. The view, Like, are you fearing of, like, there's not going to be enough views? Yes. Or like the I'm comments like, are going to be shitty? Totally. Because like, I'm like, I don't know, you know, who's going to troll on my on YouTube. Or yeah. or who's gonna say like your Spanish sucks, bitch? Go back to America. Well, that might happen. You know? But y- y- first of all, I would. Could, could you get to a place where you don't read the comments? Is that oh, gonna, totally. is that even? No, 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 that's so fine. you might not. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna. Yeah. yeah, I think you should not read the comments. And also, I know for a fact they're not gonna say that because the people that do troll and go like women aren't funny. Let's let's say that Mark Norman fans that might think that they always pick like one girl to like so that they justify themselves as not being you know mm-hmm. um incels that just hate women so they oh, <laughs> and you're the gonna like, you should be that you should be a one girl that everyone goes uh, clearly women are funny but they're gonna give that to you because he's given the dumb ones who just follow whatever he says and this is not just saying mark norman's fans i love mark norman so i'm a mark norman fan oh, i'm just saying yeah. any kind of like these guy comic fans that are like that might hate women they usually like one and they're gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be you. Oh. It really will. Because first of all, you are as good as a, a, any comic that they would ever, you know, hold you up against, if not better. A, and you also, um, there's there's no gimmick with you where you can like throw, like, oh, she's just trying to do this thing. Like, you really are a, just a comics comic. You're a fucking... Uh, you're just one of the best. And I'm so it's, gonna, it's without question, they're going to love it. There's I'm going to no record question. that. I'm going to listen to that every day just because you make it's, me feel so much it better. It really is true. Yeah. It's just, Thank no, you. every comic knows you're great. And like, you, we just all can't be wrong. Mm-hmm. And so whether the audience will get that because they'll follow our lead and like, you know, the savvy ones tend to like the comics that comics like. And, um, yeah. and yeah, but I, I would have those same, I have those same fears whenever I do anything on um, a male comics platform. But do you ever... Uh, and I don't mean to put in fears in your head, but like <laughs> I always fear those kinds of fans. Do you feel like now that you've done so many specials, though, that all those fears just get lighter and lighter? Or do they just stay? You know what I've realized is that, no, they stay. Each time it feels like this is do or die. It always feels like mm. the first time. Like it do- I will say that. But the aft- like the aftermath of like how it's received way less pressure oh, than I thought it would be. And things have not always been a fucking huge, big splash for me mm-hmm. in terms of my specials. I mean, they've been, they've come and gone without, with fanfare, without fanfare. And it's all kind of felt the same. Yeah. It, it really, uh, the amount of times I've survived putting something out that I put so much work into and it wasn't watched a lot or it just didn't strike a chord. It doesn't, It di- I didn't take it personally. And I, I hope that for you, because I, I think it surprised me that I didn't, but I think you won't too because, the, first of all, everything's oversaturated. There's totally. too much to watch, so you yeah. can always have that in the back of your head of like it just didn't cut through and like it just you know and it's all the hard work is done and it's like you can you can't control it so you you can kind of let that go. So I, I I'm I'm happy to say that however my special does, um, I know that I'll be okay even if it fucking tanks because I know it's good because it's there's no question it's funny because I do have that. And right now, as I'm talking to you, doing comedy 20 years, you can't at the rate of doing it. If I was bad, that would be a it would be impossible. Remarkable. 
It, it would it, actually it really, be very impressive. I've it seen it happen. Damn. I've seen it happen. I've seen not 20, but maybe 15, 10. I've seen people be like, 15, wow, you're 10, still, sure. you're still not funny at all. But 20, you got, you you're not bad at, no one no. has been doing it 20 years and yeah. doesn't do a good job. And if you actually care about being on the cutting edge and writing new material, if you've, which I have done, then there's no question I'm good. I might I, not be as good as I want to be, but there's no right. question I'm 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 elite at this. I can come up and with some names. I can definitely come up with some okay. twenty year names. I'm not going to say them on but this I'm, pod. But are they people? That, are they people that are trying new material? There are people who and that are actually trying to progress, or are they relying on the old act? You probably kind of don't old. know their name. Sure. You probably don't know who they are. But if I pointed exactly. them out, you'd be like, that guy. That guy hosted for this thing. In 20, uh, 2009, he's still doing that. But he's been doing the same act. And he's probably a big fish in his little pond and everything's fine. Or he's a medium-sized fish in a very, very big pond. Yeah, no, I I think I can name a few uh, that are still somehow bad. But no, you're right, Nikki, about are they doing the same material? A lot of them are that I'm thinking of are doing the same material over and over again for 20 years. And it was bad the first time they did it. And it's still bad. And they never yes. adjusted. Yes, but I, I know what you're saying. Now that I'm racking my brain, I can think of people that have been doing 20 years and I don't like their comedy. I don't like what they're doing, but I cannot deny that they do have an audience that does like that does like it and they have mastered the skill of performing, which is a skill in and of itself. So whether their jokes are bad, they do deserve, like there are 20, like if we're talking about someone who just got a special too soon after doing it, however many years, seven years you're gonna see like this person is out of their element but 20 years you you deserve whether your jokes are good or bad you deserve to be up there because you're a good performer that you've been on stages for 20 years there's something in that yeah. but you know we me and carmen also have jokes so there's just no question carmen that's one this of is the gonna most be great. exciting things though is to just put that shit aside like the material i mean Detach. and and just write that there's so much new stuff and stuff that I didn't even put in this special because I waited so long to do a special yep. that I'm like, I already have so much for the next one. You know, and yeah. now you're going to go on tour off of this thing. Your numbers are going to go up there. That's going to be so fun. Um, no, it's amazing so, that her numbers have gone up already and that her that the tour is all selling out. Oh, my God, Carmen, oh my I can't God. believe Can that this believe? has led. I can't believe you are the mo- one of the most watched news specials on YouTube uh, of the year and the most critically acclaimed. I mean, I can believe it because we talked about it, but it really is. It just finally it's so nice to see that finally people are seeing what has uh, obviously, you know, the Letterman's and the last comic standings have acknowledged here and there. But um, it's happening on a, a, a wider scale for you. But and also, like people, comedy aficionados are now like, know your name. It's a household name. But also that I am the most watched American comedian in Spain is crazy. Oh, that, yeah. Right? <laughs> that is such an accomplishment. That. that is so cool. That's not and even that a you manifest. Have this whole, no, That's that undeniable. Is, there's no, like, <laughs> there's no way that doesn't with. happen. I mean, yeah. we might not know the scene. Carmen's probably more tuned in. There's probably a lot of Americans, Americans they like over there. They, oh my God, it's so Who funny. do they love? They, yeah. first of all, they love, the other day I did a, I did a ton of Spanish podcasts. I just got back from Madrid. I had to go from Madrid to Nebraska. That's why I haven't slept and I'm wearing these all the time. <laughs> oh my God. And I, I, it was so funny. One of the podcast guys was like, pero me encanta Bobby Lee. Bobby Lee. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. And it's like, you have to, you have to go like, who? Oh, Bobby. Bobby Lee. Oh, Bobby Lee. Oh, Bobby Lee. Yeah. And then this other podcast, they were like, you know, como en el cellar. And I go, the cellar? The fit. 
Stella. Whoa. <laughs> Stella. It's fun to do. Because the, the C is, you know, TH. So I it's love like that. the Stella. Oh, TH Stella. And yeah. I was like, oh, the Stella. Stella. <laughs> oh my God. Bobby Lee. Well, Bobby Lee is, they have good taste. I Bobby Lee. They all know Mark Norman. They, they were like, Mark Norman. Wow. And That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. It was, it was pretty Well, funny. they're going to love you even more. But Mark Norman doesn't speak Spanish. So they're going to like, they're going to fucking eat this up. This is so exciting. Um, I'm so happy for you, Carmel. What's Thank the name you. of your special? The English one is Queef Week, and <laughs> which Mark immediately loved because you know how he loves queefs. He loves yes. the, that. I, I picture him. Yeah, that's. I can't believe he hasn't named his special that yet. And then the cool. Spanish one is just in Espanol because I wanted to make sure in people Espanol, knew yes. this is not my language. It's in Espanol. Yes. Uh, okay. So um, Queef so Week and in Espanol. Um, check it out on Mark Norman's YouTube page. That is be on the twelfth. That's Tuesday, the twelfth, nine p.m. Eastern. Uh, 9 p.m. Eastern, set your alarms. And then um, if you speak Spanish on the 15th on um, Filming yeah. on YouTube. Uh, no, Filming is like a Netflix, but it's only in Spain. So it's Filming oh. fil is, is the platform. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Congratulations, girl. Thank you. Get Thank some you rest. So Thank much. you for doing this podcast. Oh my God, I love you, you. I love you. So good to Thank catch up. Guys. I can't wait till we can run into each other again and I just know. like complain about life more. We'll do it. You're the best. Um, all right. Bye, Carmen. Thank bye. you. Thanks again, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. All right. That's it. Um, I'll see you on tour coming up. I'm going to be at Brea with Brian Frangi and then Spokane and then Seattle for my um, special taping, which I hope you guys can make it to. And then uh, December 30th and 31st, I'm going to be in Denver for those shows. So come out to those as well. Um, that's it for us. Don't be good. And just watch Carmen on December 12th. Queef Week on Mark Carmen's YouTube page. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring a performance by john batiste the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 is an suv designed to help every passenger feel just right be the first to see it march 20th at 7 p.m eastern only on iHeartRadio's youtube channel save the date at new-qx80.com don't miss it 2025 QX80 coming this summer. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T dot com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. 